This is the Airport Experience News Podcast, and I'm Ramon Lowe, the publisher of Airport Experience News. You can find all of our podcasts at airportxnews.com slash podcast, or if you like to listen on your phone, wherever you go, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please make sure to subscribe. So this is the first in a series of uh, episodes that I'm referring to as The Rise of the Machines. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, here I spotlight several companies who are blending tech with food or retail um, who are beginning to really penetrate the airport industry. This is episode 32 and I speak with Kevin Nader, the president, CEO, and co-founder of Brigo. Now, if you were at the Airport Experience Conference last February in Las Vegas, then I am certain that you did not miss the huge Brigo machine, which was usually hidden behind um, a long line of people who were either collecting their coffee or just ogling the machine altogether. In this episode, I chat with Kevin about how he found his way to the company, um, Brigo's beginnings, the continued rise of robotics in the food industry, and of course, the future of Brigo. Here is my conversation with Kevin Nader. So I'm here with Kevin Nader, the president and CEO and the co-founder of Brigo. Kevin, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Ramon, hello. Thanks for having me on and big shout out to the AXN community. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. Um, I do have to say it was great seeing the Brigo machine last month at the conference. And um, at least from the optics, you guys were very popular, <laughs> if that's safe to say. Ramon, you're right. We, we had a lot of great interaction. Look, I wanted to start by just thanking uh, AXN for putting this on. We had a wonderful convention. The interaction with not only your team, but all the other exhibitors and attendees was really fantastic. And it was a tough but really enjoyable several days with a lot of good customer interaction and some great feedback. Excellent. Excellent. So what I want to do is um, obviously you guys caught my eye for many reasons. And um, I really want to start from almost from the beginning, not too far back, but, you know, talk a little bit about your background because not that I'm stalking you, but at least doing a little research on you from the website, you know, you have a tech and a finance background and yet you're now in a tech space, but really in, 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 in beverages or hot beverages, specifically coffee. So just talk a little bit about um, how you got here. Oh, you're absolutely right. I think if you sort of take the present and go backwards really quickly, the present, we're seeing just so much innovation and some great customer experiences being developed on this crossover between food and tech. And it's really great to be participating that, in that generally. And we're getting interest from all over the world for what we're doing. But if you kind of dial back to the beginning, my life has been about big and small environments. Uh, you know, I was born overseas and came to the U.S., was in small towns, large towns, started at a small college, ended up at Berkeley, a very large college. <laughs> so this idea of being in large and small experiences and dealing with uh, teams and opportunities across that dynamic has really been what's defined me. So I started life, uh, professional life as a banker with Citigroup, at the time one of the largest banks in the world, and I had a, a global role in travel to the world, which was really excellent. That led me to Dell as one of my banking customers, which took me to Dell. So I, after 12 years at Citigroup, left to go into some executive finance roles at Dell, and I was at Dell for about 10 years, at which point Silver Lake and TPG called and wanted me to help uh, sort of guide a uh, portfolio company of theirs as the CFO. And we ended up selling that business in November of 2007, at which point I was trying to figure out what to do next. And that's when Charles Studer, the founder of Brigo, dropped this idea in my lap and, well, in my mind and blew my mind. So I guess in some ways it's, um, 
you know, you, it's, if we look at this kind of like a Venn diagram, the, the intersection of like your skills and maybe your passion birthed uh, or helped birth uh, Brigo in some ways, correct? Absolutely right. You know, it, when I was at banking and when I was at Dell, it was really instilled in me the customer experience. So it's really great to now be with the team really driving a new experience in a massive global market called coffee, but on a completely new innovative tech platform that really elevates. Our goal is to elevate convenience and quality in this space. And it applies to more than just coffee. Eventually, we think beverages broadly. So you were talking about earlier, um, you know, the emergence of tech in, in, in foods, or at least in the restaurant side. And so I guess that uh, simplifies my question, you know, why a machine? You know, what were the challenges? And maybe you can share some of the stories and find in, in you kind of helping to fine tune the concept, because I'm sure it took a while to get, you know, this going and as well as adopted and accepted. Oh, that's true. That's a, that's a great point of view. I think it has taken about 10 years to fully refine the process and the customer interaction and the system capability to the point where we're now ready to scale, which is why it's so great to be at the conference with all these airport decision makers. You know, back in 2008, when this was ideated and started to scratch out on a white piece of paper, the uh, red box was basically, you know, really mm -hmm. hurting Blockbuster's brick and mortar business. And it allowed a customer to view a movie online and know with confidence it'll be there within, when they go to pick it up and prepay it. And so the idea was born that, wait, customers are being empowered with much better information at the point of desire to execute something with confidence and absolutely know when they go to pick it up that it'll be what they want. So Chaz had the idea back then. Remember, the iPhone had recently come out as well, which was just yeah. such an exciting platform, further enabling a consumer to not only get information, but start to transact remotely and start to customize and personalize an experience. So Chaz or Charles was down in uh, origin in Honduras and really saw the beauty and care that was being taken to grow really fine coffee. And then he watched the supply chain all the way back to that point of truth where that bean is ground and that coffee is made. And, you know, he just observed a lot of variation in the process because at the end of the day, when humans get busy, variation gets introduced. And so the idea was born that if you can empower a customer to create their perfect cups of coffee through an app, give them an understanding at that point how long that would take, completely obliterate the concept of a line because you're ordering remotely and just coming when you get your text, mm -hmm. and then having the automation handle the consistency that the experience is elevated. And do that, do that where specialty coffee potentially is not being served today and do it 24 seven because we can do a hundred drinks an hour on 40 square feet. No, certainly. And, and I, I witnessed that <laughs> at the show. Right. So is it safe to say this is really about convenience? Because I know um, my wife and I, you know, uh, consuming coffee is an experience. You, the ordering, the environment that you're in, the company that you consume your, your beverage in. And it seems like Brigo hits on all except for maybe the environment part, unless you count the actual unit itself. So is it safe to say that like uh, this is really its convenience or maybe an evolution of how a customer wants to experience coffee or, or any beverage, let's just say? I think it has a lot to do with the world experience with the word experience and how that the definition of that is changing from one generation to the next. So if we look at the current person, millennial mindset, that group that's coming through that is mobile first, self-service oriented, very focused on experiences and origin of the brand and the truth of the brand, we really are focusing on those things. And it just so happens that you, you and your wife might like that on a Saturday morning, but when you're rushing to work, you may have a different coffee mantra. And mm -hmm. so I think 
we, we know that coffee drinkers are different people and have different objectives at different parts of the week, even parts of the day. And we think that a more convenient, more consistent, more accessible experience fits in really nicely globally. And airports are quintessential. So many employees get to airports today and can't get good coffee. We're now serving great coffee to all those employees that get there at 3, 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like I think, um, and I'm just talking about the my our environment, which is airports. You know, the machine is very striking. It definitely turns your head, and that's kind of part of the grab your attention part of of any I guess restaurant or or store in an airport, um, where it, it definitely stands out. And I've seen some of your installations, or at least pictures of your installations in in Austin and in uh, San Francisco. Right. Well, if you look at our corporate installations and the convention centers, they yep. are typically in and around seating. And what we find is that we're a very social experience. For instance, at Dell, where we've been operating for a number of years, we have managers and teams come down for Brigo, and they actually ask themselves, you want a Brigo? And Brigo's starting to become a verb. <laughs> and they're coming down, and it's, it's embedded in a cafeteria, and they can do a group order, which is a very social thing, come down, get their coffee, and have a meeting. And we've just now fit into their day very nicely. That's perfect. So uh, we spoke a lot about uh, the technology, the experience, uh, all that stuff. And I want to talk about the, the quality of the product. And you touched about it a little bit, um, which has going down to South America and, and checking out the beans and such. Um, talking about the quality of the coffee. I know there has to be, I'm sure you had to have to overcome some of the, um, I guess, preconceived notions of what the, your product might must taste like, especially coming out of a machine like that, as opposed to made uh, by human hands and such. Well, you're right in that we went with an iconic design that is really unique. It really conveys this new and innovative automated retail experience, not so much a vending experience. And immediately when people see us, when we ask them, they don't necessarily migrate to a vending mindset. They migrate to an experience, which is exactly what we're trying to do. Now, in terms of the quality of the product, it really starts with you know good ingredients in, a really consistent process, and you get good ingredients out. So we are partnered with some of the top coffee folks to, uh, to basically select beans from origin, very high quality Arabica beans. We've created our own unique blend. It is roasted to our spec with a roasting partner and we get it within a date off of expiration that is very fresh. That, those whole beans get loaded into the coffee house and through all of our sensors and software layers, we know the age of all the consumables in the system. So the system has whole bean, fantastic coffee, and we use very high-end grinders and brewers so that the process for the coffee extraction is absolutely precise and excellent. We have all fresh dairies and gourmet syrups and sweeteners, and the robot blends all of that to your specification that you customize on the phone. And we have sensors that measure the shot times, the weights, and the temperatures of the drink, and the robot simply will not serve a drink that's out of a quality spec. It will throw it away and remake it. So we've all been in long lines where poor baristas are super busy and going as fast as they can, and the robot just doesn't miss at 100 drinks an hour. So tell the truth. How, how much, quote-unquote, research have you had to do to make sure the coffee is perfect? <laughs> oh, a lot. Just like, uh, just like <laughs> any coffee company that is obsessing on their product, that's what we do. We obsess on coffee because we want to make sure – look – the experience is fantastic. It brings people in. They want to continue to have the experience, but if the product wasn't good, they wouldn't come back. And we have a very high repeat rate. So it's not just the convenience. The quality definitely has to be there. 
we obsess on the shot times. We obsess on the tightness of the milk froth for our lattes and cappuccinos and mocha. And, and we've got uh, sensors on the system that ensure that the drinks are hitting those parameters. So we're so, coffee geeks. We're tech, techies, but we're <laughs> geeked out on coffee. <laughs> no, certainly. I, I'm just thinking, like, um, I'm sure there's just that, always that initial hesitation from the consumer, right? Um, you know, how does this machine or unit differentiate its, or ultimately the product differentiate itself from the traditional coffee brands? We know who they are. We don't have to speak about them now. But I'm sure you, you kind of seen that, and, and like you said, you've won them over. Well, the experience looks so cool, and the design is so attractive that this is what people are telling us that they try. And as soon as they try, they say, wow, okay, I got it. Quality is good. Machine's beautiful. Remote ordering app was seamless. And they start telling people about it. That's really where the magic happens is where they start telling their people, tell friends about it, both on social and word of mouth. We rely on that. Absolutely. As a new brand, we rely on our customers to, you know, help so what's the, so I know you you've you've just started. I mean, how how long have you really? I know you have Austin, which is uh, in your backyard, and SFO. Um, how how long have you kind of dedicated to the space? Ten years. So we started at the University of Texas in, in 2009. We ideated it. In 2011, we put the first system at the University of Texas, and students were ordering coffee through our app, and we were telling them the wait times back in 2011. This was a good three to four years before mobile order and pay really sort of took off in this industry. So uh, parts of the system were automated, but the full app was released, giving customers that uh, empowerment to create an order and get a text. And then since then, we've just been refining understanding of how customers use it, the capacity and capability of the system. And today we've got a system that is making a full suite of specialty coffee drinks and soon to be teas, and almond milks and you know a full-blown specialty coffee beverage platform and like i said in a very small form factor i was actually referring to like at least just pursuing in airports itself it's it's been a couple of years or yeah we've been in conversations with airports for a couple of years really focused on austin we okay. went in finally got installed and uh, operational in austin in july of last year austin's now asked for a second one in some gates they've just opened and you mentioned san francisco and the beautiful thing about your conference is it exposed us to a number of other uh, decision makers who are now in really great conversations with we, We've been told by the Austin airport that we're the highest revenue per square foot retailer in the airport. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on that. Thanks um, so much. Well, I, I guess the, the reason I asked for the, the length of time is I, I was just more curious about... Um, Obviously, the reception to date by the consumer is, is great, as evidenced by you know the amount of revenue you're generating for for Austin, et cetera. But I'm I was I was wondering like felt any resistance from the traditional concessionaires and and some of those brands because I think the immediate reaction is that it's flexible. You can you meaning Brigo can go almost anywhere that uh, an inline unit probably cannot and still maintain. You're not downsizing or anything. You still have the integrity of your unit, the integrity of the product. Um, I guess the other part of that is the perception with, with regards to uh, actual people. And there was a Washington Post mm. article that said about baristas beware, um, et cetera. But I, I guess there, I was wondering if there was any kind of pushback on, uh, on you guys because it's a different type of experience or are you just accepting because you're not traditionally seen as your typical concession or, you know, say, uh, food beverage outlet? 
Well, here's what we found at the conference, and here's what we're finding actually operating in the airports, is that uh, the airport employees love it. The concession management companies want to work with us, so they're looking okay. to partner on this innovative platform. The airport decision makers know that their lines are too long and that people aren't being served. So we're this really incredible 24-7 high-speed complimentary service that you can access from the security line and never stand in line again for your coffee. So it's sort of a game changer, and it fits in what is otherwise a very crowded long line experience. And we're being, frankly, embraced to bring this into the airport experience. We know we need to, since it's so new, we need to, through our marketing, continue to really convey to the airport traveler what this is, because as they land and walk up to it, we need quickly to be able to allow them to digest this is technology and its quality. So we're working on all those through various marketing initiatives. Uh, and it's very exciting, the reaction we're getting. The folks at the concession management companies are partnering with the airports and with us. And frankly, they love being a customer. So they kind of get it. It's the nice thing about coffee. Once you've had the experience, you, you get it pretty quickly. Well, you have that flexibility, like I said, to kind of be almost anywhere where a traditional unit cannot and still not, you know, sacrificing the quality of your product because you've you know, shrunk your, your footprint or anything because it's, well, at 40 square feet, it's already pretty, pretty tight. So I just have, uh, Kevin, two more questions for you. And one is looking inwardly and one is looking outwardly. One, um, well, look, let's look outside first. What do you see in terms of the future of robotics in food, which you guys are part of that movement? You're named one of the fast companies, most innovative re- uh, companies, et cetera. Do you, still, do you see more of an evolution in this um, in, in this environment or robotics and automated automation specifically in the food space? Yeah, it's, you know, it's sort of happening in a number of food groups, both behind uh, the counter and sort of in the front of shop. So we're fully consolidated, integrated, extrapolated, extrapolated through the app. You know, we, we, we see in San Francisco automated burger machines. We know that automated salad machines are on the market doing quite well. We know that automated uh, frozen yogurt systems are growing quite quickly. So, yeah, this, this is, well, the reason is, is because it's appealing to consumers and consumers are, are asking for it and pulling on it really hard. And I think this, gen, this you know, the millennial and then the next generation, I mean, they're, they're growing up on this technology and these experiences and it is just second nature and it, and it is expected. So, yeah, I think this train has left the station and we're just really happy to be participating it. I think what we've got to remember to do is just focus on the customer and focus on that experience to, you know, allow these quality products just to continue to evolve. And it's funny cause I, I, we keep saying millennial and Gen Z, you know, in, in many conversations I've had with folks, um, especially at the conference, but it's, it's true. It's true. It's, that's how uh, millennials want to be engaged and that's how they want to engage with their experiences, you know, through an app and have it ready in, in a cool little unit like yours. Well, I was, I was, I was schooled by an exceptional <laughs> retailer, not say millennial, but the same millennial mindset. And you know what, I've sort of taken that on because we have customers that are clearly not millennials that get it mm-hmm. and love it and repeat and tell all their friends about it. So it's really, it's really that behavior type that, uh, of course, does have a very large uh, professional population now coming into the, into the workforce. But, uh, you know, we see, a, we see a broad set of demographics, uh, both at corporates and convention centers and even at the airports. We see all types of travelers who are just curious and interested and looking for a good product with no line. 
So my last, my very, very last question uh, then is we're going to look inwardly now. You mentioned uh, adding teas and other types of beverages and condiments, et cetera. You know, what does the future uh, for Brigo look like? I know you have two units, but it seems like you've garnered, garnered a lot of interest. But if you could just talk about what, without giving away any trade secrets or anything, but, you know, what does the future for Brigo look like, uh, at least in airports, let's say? Oh, well, you know, we want to be global. And we think airports is a great platform to drive this experience and drive just general brand awareness around the quality of what we're doing. So I think the, the, the relatively near future is all about focus. It's about uh, using the experience we've had to date with 10 years of development and now starting to bring this to consumers across the U.S. and across the world as quickly as possible. So focus on go to the market and rapid growth and my my dream, and I think the team's dream, is to be a ubiquitous coffee experience, the next ubiquitous coffee experience. That's true. Like you said, Brigo is not, not, not like a verb. <laughs> I'm going to go Brigo this or well, like I'm over that. Yeah, we hope so. And we think as, as uh, tastes change and preferences change, we have a pretty flexible ability through technology to evolve the menu, limited time offers, et cetera. And we also, with partners, have the ability to uh, cross-promote Ideas. So at, at Dell, for instance, when our food service partner or Dell wants to convey a message to all those employees because they know that in the morning those employees are oftentimes getting coffee from us on our digital screens, we can simply together create content that appeals to the consumer. And it doesn't just have to be regal content, it could be partner content. So we, we think the future of this platform is, is a shared media space that also you know, uh, gives content to the consumer that is relevant. Well, Kevin, that's all I have. And I want to say thank you again for taking the time to speak with me. Ramon, thanks so much. Really appreciate it.